free pickup. Call 1-800-294-0222. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1-800-294-0222. This advertisement was paid for in partnership with Cars R Us and Find the Children. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Hey, welcome in. Happy Hump Day. Shane Dennis Show, Jack Johnson, producer, show contributor, text reader, Joke teller here in a second. We'll be with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for stopping by on a Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We love you. Here's how you can be a part of the show for the next couple of hours. Hotline, 316-669-4996. That's how you can win stuff. Spoiler. Be listening to Pat and the Pulse from 2 to 4. If you want to win some stuff. Text us whenever you feel like it, 316-247-0923. That is the text line. We enjoy hearing from you via the text line. And y'all are getting good at it, so keep the text coming, 247-0923. If you're hanging around the house and you got a smart speaker, Tell it to play KKGQ 92.3. That's us. Also, ESPNWichita.com on the stream. Laptop, device, computer, portable telephone, you know, smartphone. Tune in also. 92.3 FM in your car, on your transistor, on your jam box. Follow us on Twitter. Be our friends on Facebook. It's February 14th, 45th day of the year. 321 days left in 2024. And we're headed for a high in Wichita today of an unseasonably warm 65 degrees under breezy conditions starting here in an hour or so. But we will take it. I will. Anyway, I won't speak for everybody else, but I'll take 65 on Valentine's Day. Uh, lay out the show for you here in a moment. But first, Jack's got a joke of the day. It's going to make us laugh. Go, Jack. We'll see. We'll see. It was a bad one uh, yesterday. Question yeah, to you, Shane. Mm-hmm. What do pigs learn in the Army? I don't know. What? Ham to ham combat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A little better. A little better. It's not great. Hey, uh, Jack, did you know I uh, hired a handyman and gave him a list? When I got home, he only did items one, three, and five. 
Turns out he only does odd jobs. Ah, zinger. Mm-hmm. Did you tell me the ghost walks into a bar joke? I believe I have the spirits one. Yeah. Serve yeah spirits that's, here. That's, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Today is February 14th. Beyond being Valentine's Day, um, that started, well, long, long time ago. During the 18th century, England, this day evolved into an occasion where lovers expressed their love for each other by presenting flowers, sending Valentine's cards. But it's also Ash Wednesday, signaling the beginning of Lenten season for Christians. It takes place 46 days before Easter and the day after Shrove Tuesday. Today is also National Ferris Wheel Day. It honors the birth of George Washington Gale Ferris, Jr. He invented the Ferris wheel. National Creamfield Chocolates Day. Ugh. Sounds a little much. Although 58 million pounds of chocolate will be purchased today. Creamfield Chocolates Day today. National Donor Day, also known as National Organ Donor Day, aims to increase the awareness about organ donation and the lives it saves. Feb 14 and celebrated history. Following the passage of the 19th Amendment granting women the right to vote, Carrie Chapman Catt, C-A-T-T, formed the League of Women Voters. On this day, 1948, Bill France Sr. incorporated the National Association of Stock Car Racing, NASCAR, pretty much born today in 1948. Frederick Douglass, born 1817. Jack Benny, born 1894. And dancer and singer... Gregory Hines, born 1946. All right, there you go. There's your day. What's going on today? Um, right now in Puerto Vallarta, the Shocker softball team is playing. They are playing uh, consensus top 10 Clemson right now, depending on what softball poll you favor. They are currently in the top of the fifth, and Clemson leads Wichita State three to nothing. This will be the first of multiple nationally ranked softball clubs that the Shockos will tangle with. And because of anticipated inclement weather in Puerto Vallarta, the schedule has been altered, starting with this game. So Wichita State is playing Clemson right now, and then at 4 o'clock, they'll play Auburn. As of right now, WSU is still scheduled to play South Carolina tomorrow at 6, and UC Davis Saturday at 12.30. And you can stream all those games. Um Flow softball, if you're into that. But uh, 
as of right now, softball team looking at Auburn at four later on today, South Carolina at six tomorrow night, and then getaway day, 1230 Saturday against Cal Davis. So a, a, really a blockbuster tournament get-together down in Puerto Vallarta for Shocker softball team who go into that one 2-0 and after a weather-shortened trip to Texas last weekend. They actually lost about three games to weather after winning their first two down in Huntsville. So, Shocker softball playing as we speak. I'll keep you up to date on what's going on down there. But for those uh, that were kind of married to the original schedule, that has been altered already due to weather. All right, here's what we got for you today. The uh, Chiefs, of course, winning the Super Bowl, enjoying a parade downtown as we speak. But looking ahead, I know some of you have gotten a whiff of this. The Super Bowl champion from the year before gets to kick off the NFL season. You recall the Chiefs and Lions were uh, the combatants on that opening Thursday night game. Jack and I will reveal who maybe the Chiefs will start with next year. Got a list of candidates here. And uh, we'll give our two cents on uh, who is most likely to play Kansas City in the opening game of the NFL next year. We'll have a Did You See That segment for you coming up at 1225. Valentine's Day Twitter question, of course. It's a play on athletes' names and February 14th, that little tie-in. It's really clever by me. Then coming up at 1 o'clock, give you the update on Shocker Softball, see how they're doing. Shocker Baseball opens this weekend in Little Rock. We will preview that and give you my thoughts on Shocker Baseball this year. And also, again, the very latest from Puerto Vallarta, how the Shocker softball team is doing against nationally ranked Clemson. And then coming up at 125 or so, something like that, Matt Tate will join. Brought to you by Super Pools. Matt uh, finally negotiated his way back from Lubbock after that debacle that KU endured. And uh, so we'll visit with him coming up a little over an hour from now. And then I'm old Jack Young, and Pat will join. We'll get you ready for the Pulse from 2 to 4. And uh, get ready to hand you off to the program with Saran from 4 to 6. KCAC basketball later on tonight as well after hours. So that's what you got to look forward to here on a Valentine's Day. Shoot us a text, 316-247-0923. Let us know your thoughts. All right, so in the aftermath of the Chiefs Super Bowl victory, uh, to the victor belong the spoils, having a parade as we speak. And Jack, as you alluded to earlier, it's up there at 810 Pretty much a ghost town there right now. Is that true? 
Oh, yeah, we even got lights off in the lobby. So uh, <laughs> there is not many people here in the studio except for the board operators who are the – we are uh, basically the – what do they call it? The engine room on the Titanic. We're, we're the guys that are yeah. you're putting yeah. the coal into the fire to keep everything going. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's who we are. So we're here uh, working, working our fingers to the bone here at the studio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Uh, we're glad you're there. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, and God, I'm sure we've covered this before. You've, you've been to a chief's parade, haven't you? Uh, unfortunately I have never gotten to go to a chief's parade. Would you? Um, like, do you want to? Is that a dumb question? No, I, I got asked to, um, and it's so funny cause it's like, you know, everybody that was asking me, they were like, we'll just take work off. I'm like, well, I can't <laughs> like this. We're a yeah. sports radio station. We got to cover stuff like that. But I went to the Royals parade. I was in high school, so not working yet, and we didn't even have school that day. They just completely canceled school. So that was the only parade I'd gone to. Um, you know, I, I would say I would. You know, I, I don't know if I would have been the type of person to go from 7 a.m. to, you know, one just standing in a crowd. If I had a mm-hmm. spot, you know, a, a rooftop to overlook or I had a good spot at the bar, then absolutely. Uh, kind of a fun day drinking environment because you know there's not many sober people down there um, right now. But if I got asked and I had the the flexibility or wasn't working, then yeah, I think I would say yes. I'm not sure if I would. What are we looking at uh, parking wise? Like, talk to me there. Yeah, so I <laughs> I remember it's it's evolved. So the story is that it's definitely evolved for the Royals parade since it was the first one in 30 years. For either team, people were like parking on the highway. Like there were so many people down there (laughs) that people were literally parking on the highway and getting out of their car and walking. I think I remember seeing pictures like of exits and on ramps. The cars. Oh my lord! It was it was crazy. I I remember. I mean, you you it was shoulder to shoulder. I mean, every Mm -hmm. inch of grass, sidewalk, asphalt was completely covered by humans. Yeah. The Chiefs parade, the first one was pretty packed, but I think I remember the weather being bad. So mm-hmm. um, there was a little bit more space there. Last year's kind of the same thing. Weather wasn't that good. Today, though, seems jam-packed. And for in terms of parking, you do have to get down there early. You kind of have to hope that either you get lucky with a parking garage spot or you know somebody down there or you just Uber. But there's no guarantee you're getting an Uber home. In fact, there's zero chance you're getting an Uber home. Uh, so if you're going down there, the plan is really you get there early enough, and then you kind of have to stay until people just go home. Uh, you you can't find a way out of the city while that parade is still going on and while people are still partying because it really is an absurd, absurd environment down there. Handful of schools out today, correct? I believe so, yeah. I know that um, a couple of people that I know that are in grad school or law school, they don't have classes either. Because mm-hmm. it's downtown. Well, at least where I know, UMKC Law School down here um, canceled because kids can't get to, <laughs> kids can't even get to class. It's that bad. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, that's a good problem to have, and not to be a curmudgeon or a, you know a wet blanket. But if given the opportunity, to me, it's fifty fifty. And plus, you can stream it uh, and watch it. You don't uh, really have to look all that hard to be able to watch and. Have I seen Drew Tranquil walking around on the tank top? Is that who that is? Talking uh, to everybody with yes, a microphone? Yes, and Willie Gay doesn't have a shirt. He's got a bear head on, and he's got no shoes. So, Perfect. And uh, Perfect. Travis Kelsey and last yeah, year had cart. beer. Yeah, he last year had beer 
on the bus, and apparently this time he was holding a bottle of Don Julio. So th- <laughs> this is might be the most intoxicated I've seen the group, uh, maybe because the weather's so nice and not yeah, bundled yeah. up, and they've been drinking for quite some time. Yeah, that helps. All right, so speaking of the Chiefs, uh, we, we're free now to speculate who they'll play opening night next year to kick off the season. This past year, of course, it was Detroit. I don't recall exactly how I felt when the announcement was made. I can only assume that me then was underwhelmed with it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Texter says, thank you to Jack for working during the parade so we can listen to the awesome radio program in Wichita. Appreciate you, Texter, and appreciate Jack, of course. Um, but this year we have... Um, a handful of teams to pick from, so to speak, uh, and speculate about who the Chiefs will open up with on opening night. The options are as follows. Of course, uh, the AFC West, you know, we're getting a home game with all those guys, so... It could be the Chargers, the Raiders, or the Broncos. It also could be because we know we're playing. Uh, the uh, Chiefs are playing uh, New Orleans and Tampa at home, and they're also playing Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Houston at home. So, by the process. Of elimination, we'll go one by one of who it ain't going to be and finally settle on who it is. I'll go first, Jack. It's not going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll have a little bit of a draft of who it's not going to be. I'll say Buccaneers, cross them off. What say you? Yeah, I mean, if we're just going to go team by team. So Basically, we'll cover Buccaneers first and go on next one, or do I throw out no, another team no. that I don't? No, think you throw out the, the. There's no way it's going to be these guys. Okay, your 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 uh, your turn. There is no way it is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Correct. NFC South team. I mean, it's Derek Carr. If you wanted to say, hey, it's a Carr and Mahomes rematch, but when is when have any of those games been entertaining? There was the COVID year one time where it was a half capacity Arrowhead and. Derek Carr hung like 47 on that Chiefs defense or something like that. It's the only memorable game I have of Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. So not going to be the Saints. Chiefs and Saints have no rivalry, no juice whatsoever, so ain't going to be them. The next team it ain't going to be is the Denver Broncos. As much um, in flux as a team probably could be at quarterback, short of having an ineffective or bad quarterback, there's some question of whether Denver's going to move on from Russell Wilson. Talk about no juice. Uh, there was a time there would, would have been plenty, but not now. So the next one on the list for me is Denver. I'm crossing them off. Who's next for you, Jack? Probably the Raiders here. I know that the Raiders beat the Chiefs on Christmas Day, but we always see with these week one games, you got to have the quarterback matchup. The quarterback matchup has to – to give you some juice there. You know, uh, opening night, I know it was Jared Goff, but it also was the Lions. It was a young and upcoming team uh, that had really made some strides in the offseason. So Goff and Mahomes made sense because they also had the dramatic Monday night football game when it was Rams and Chiefs. So there was a little bit of history there. For the Raiders, 
I don't know if it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. I don't know if it's going to be a rookie quarterback. I don't know if they're going to go through free agency or trade and find somebody else, but there's not enough right now for the Chiefs and Raiders rivalry for that to be the opening night kick. Agree. Now's where it gets tough because you can make an argument for each of the next four. Um, I will reluctantly cross off the Chargers. There's some intrigue there with Jim Harbaugh. There's a quarterback matchup that Jack's talking about with Herbert and Mahomes. Plenty of reasons why you could in a different year. But of the three teams remaining, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Houston, I think Justin Herbert is uh, the odd man out here. It's not by much, and the Harbaugh thing adds a little extra juice, but I'm going to cross off the Los Angeles Chargers. Jack, who's next? Houston, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Who gets crossed off? Yeah, it's going to be a surprise to people. I think it's not going to be Baltimore. Um I think that is a game you want to save for later on in the year. I think I would much rather have that on the schedule when it's, you know, a week 13, week 14, number one seed can be on the line. That would be fantastic. I mean, think uh, back to last year, the Eagles game. People are like, oh, open it up with the Eagles and the Chiefs. And it was like, well, they just played in the Super Bowl. And also, let's all be honest, week one games are stupid. They don't matter. They absolutely do not matter <laughs> at all. So I don't want to waste a game like that. I would love for that to be Sunday night football, Arrowhead Stadium, there Monday night football. I was waiting for you to say that. That's that's the correct answer for a Baltimore, for sure. And that's what they did with the Eagles. Made it yes, the Monday that's, night football. that's what I was going for. Yeah. All right, so uh, there's only two left, and by Jack's logic – I'm going to put this team in the same boat as Baltimore and save these guys for a primetime game, either Sunday night football or Monday night football, and that's Cincinnati. When Joe Burrow comes back stronger and better than ever, we'll reserve a primetime game for Chiefs-Bengals. So that's where that is. And that leaves only the Houston Texans, which I think you would agree, Jack, there's plenty of juice there with C.J. Stroud uh, the year that they had. I think this is a match made in heaven, opening night, Houston versus Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's three three teams that should be strongly considered. Houston and Kansas City, of course, because you want to have a storyline like a, a passing, passing of the torch, if you will. Not saying Patrick Mahomes is going to pass it to C.J. Stroud, but we all got super excited for Mahomes and Brady matchups. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's on Mahomes' level, but they're kind of like the Lions of last year where up-and-coming team, though they made the playoffs and won a playoff game for that matter, they're going to be really fun to watch all year long. They're young. They're going to have really the juice, I think, coming into Arrowhead because they know that they're not expected to win in the same way Detroit wasn't really expected to win against Kansas City in Week 1. So they make a ton of sense. I think the Chargers make a lot of sense because you do have Harbaugh, you do have Herbert. Those have always been pretty good games, whether it's at L.A. or it's in Arrowhead. Um, so I think they're going to consider that because they've done it before. Uh, the Chiefs had a home opener against the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. It was the first Amazon Prime game, actually. So I could see them looking into that. And the Bengals, you can never go wrong with that. There's so much venom and hatred, not only the fan base, but with the players. The players do not like each other at all. So if you wanted a lot of eyeballs there, Bengals and Chiefs makes a lot of sense. But I think I'm more so with you, Shane, that that's a really good another Sunday night football game or a 325 primetime kick, you know, a little bit later on in the season. So to me, 
the top choice of those three has to be Houston because Houston mm-hmm. can gain so much from that game. Uh, it's a great quarterback matchup. It's it gives you an easy hero to root for against the most villainous team in the NFL. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. This can be a big win for Houston and for Kansas City. It's like again, last year they lost, or this past year they lost to mm-hmm. Detroit and. Week one losses, they don't really matter. Uh, it's more so of getting all the eyeballs there, growing the sport, and what better way to do it with the best quarterback in the league right now and one of the best up-and-comers in the league in C.J. Stroud. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. I, I know we're – it seems like or sounds like we're talking out of both sides of our mouths here when we talk about reserving Baltimore and Cincinnati for a primetime game, either Sunday night or Monday night. But at the same time, no matter who the Ch- Chiefs play, opening – night the entire football world is watching that game but i think we both agree that houston uh foots the bill here and there will be a bunch of people watching just because but there will be more people watching kansas city baltimore or kansas city cincinnati either sunday night football or monday night football than in theory there would be chiefs versus houston on a Monday night or a Sunday night or 325 like Jack's talking about. And, Jack, would you agree that, boy, if you thought the Chiefs never played at noon this year, wait till next. Are we going to see more of the same? Or is that just kind of a scheduling quirk? Man, I hate it because I love noon games, man. No, n- I don't. I like the 325 or later games. I'm, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I like the 325 if you're going. Because you get a tailgate a little bit yeah. longer. For me, <laughs> right. man, I love waking up on on Sunday mornings, and you can have you can make a breakfast. You can go to Quick Trip, go pick up a taquito, get yourself woken up, and then you <laughs> sit on the couch, and boom, your game's ready to go. Uh, right. To me, three twenty five is good for if you're going. I love the noon kickoffs, but I'm not naive. I remember there was this one guy a couple years back. He's like, man, I really miss the days where they played at noon, and we're all like. Well, we don't miss the days when they sucked and you had to get their game out of the way. Like, that's why they are at the noon kickoff. So there's a bunch of games there. Not all the eyeballs are on it. You want to be the 325 or the Sunday night football. So I would imagine, Shane, there is, I'll put it at two. I bet there's two noon kickoffs, and it'll be because they're playing some garbage team on the road, and they'll get probably, they'll get one game at Arrowhead where it's just a kind of a weird noon kickoff, like a Denver or. They're going to get it for, I don't even know all the home. Oh, we already named yeah. all the home opponents. Saints, yeah. Saints, Saints or, or a yeah. Buccaneers, something yeah. like that. All right, it's 1225. We're off and running here on a Wednesday. Coming up next, our Did You See That segment. And none of us knew it as we were seeing it at the time, but I'll reveal how reason number 900 NFL players are just built different, man. Did you see that coming up next, 1226? You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! It's a great win It's because I know how hard it is 
to do. It wasn't just offense, it wasn't just defense. Everybody had to step up, and um, it was a heck of a run. I think it made us tougher for moments like right now. Congratulations to the back-to-back -back world champion Kansas City Chiefs. From all of us at ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Finding the right Medicare plan? Oof, no easy feat. Kind of like those dances my granddaughter loves making me do. <laughs> but then I found Walgreens FindRx coverage. Let's you compare plans online, over the phone, or in person. Made Medicare shopping so easy. Plus, I found plans with low-cost copays. <laughs> I can get down with that. When you need to talk Medicare, Walgreens is here. Start shopping today at walgreens.com slash Medicare. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. That's Fame Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2024 candidates have been released. Ozzy Osbourne's one of them, although he's already in it as a member of Black Sabbath. But Ozzy Osbourne up for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame consideration. We need to remind you that since it is the Linton season, Today being Ash Wednesday. For those that observe, coming up on Friday, you can check out the beer-battered fish and chips at Twin Peaks, 21st and Rock, Ridge and Taft, for a light and fresh fare that never skimps on flavor. I have personally had the fish and chips multiple times at Twin Peaks. Highly recommend. Beer-battered cod served with house-made tartar, malt vinegar, and fries. And score them along with a 22-ounce Miller Lite or Coors Light for just $12 every Friday through Easter. Or grab them with a soda or an iced tea for only $10. It's the fish and chips with a Miller Lite or Coors Light for 12 bucks, 
or with a soda or tea for just 10 bucks. Twin Peaks East or West every Friday through Easter. Time now for our Did You See That segment. And the simple answer to the question, did you see that? Yes, we all saw it because we were all watching the Super Bowl. But at the time, we didn't know what we were seeing. Allow me to explain. Nick Allegretti played most of Super Bowl 58 injured. Now, you could say that about a lot of players in that particular game. A couple of notable 49ers played through some injuries in that game, and it was noticeable because they came off the field, went to the blue tent, even went into the locker room uh, in one occasion, Being that being Debo Samuel and George Kittle for the Niners. But Allegretti played all 79 snaps in Kansas City's 25-22 win over the 49ers despite a torn UCL that occurred in the second quarter. This according to a person familiar with the situation who told USA Today, Allegretti had an MRI yesterday, and the results revealed a full tear. Patrick Mahomes posted on Twitter, or X, uh, in response to Tom Pelissero's tweet that read, Hashtag Chiefs guard Nick Allegretti, who started Super Bowl LVII in place of all pro Joe Tooney, played all 79 snaps despite suffering a torn UCL in his elbow in the second quarter, per source. MRI revealed the full tear. Few are tougher than Allegretti, now a three-time champ. That was Pelissaro's tweet. And Mahomes responded, Beast man. We told him we needed him out there, and he didn't miss a snap. Flex emoji, flex emoji, at Gretty underscore 53. As it turns out, for those of you that uh, follow the Chiefs, know that, yeah, they did need him because they went in the game already thin at that position. He started in place of Joe Tooney, who was ruled out of the championship game due to that peck injury. Jack, Chiefs depth chart trivia. Do you know who was next in line behind Allegretti? Who was behind Tooney? Man, they... I had not heard of this guy. Put it that way. (laughs) Uh, It wouldn't be Prince. Prince is a tackle. They let Darian Kennard go. Um... Couldn't have moved Tooney. Tooney was hurt. Um, yeah. Juan Morris was hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Lord. His name is Mike Caliendo. Oh, Caliendo, yeah. That would have been him. Isn't he a Princeton guy? I don't know that. I need to double like, check. That's all right. But, yeah, he would have been next. Uh, Allegretti allowed seven pressures, one sack, and one quarterback hit. And 79 total snaps, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, Mahomes ended up getting sacked three times and hit seven total in the win. Chiefs rushed for 130 yards and averaged 4.3 yards of carry uh, on the ground. 
Chiefs drafted Allegretti in the seventh round, 2019. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier in the article, he's now got three Super Bowl rings. Care to speculate how you tear your UCL if you're an offensive lineman, Jack? I don't even want to really entertain the thought. First of all, those guys are in a car crash, Mm -hmm. uh, about 65, well, in his case, 79 snaps a game. How do you tear up your elbow as an offensive lineman? Well, I'd imagine when you're grabbing, you know, the the plate, the chest plate, uh-huh. uh, your arm could get stuck and then you get ripped or, you know, your arm gets tugged too hard. Um, but what people I don't think realize either is Nick Allegretti was a college wrestler as well, I think. I think he hmm. had a wrestling background at Illinois. Uh, so this is one tough SOB. And here's the thing that not a lot of people – uh, may understand watching football, and I'm not saying I've known this for years. This has more so been a recent, you know, discovering, and it's kind of stupid I didn't discover it earlier. Offensive linemen are like psychos. Like what they play through, uh, you know. There's the there's yes. the unwritten rule that in cold temperatures they can't wear sleeves. Like yeah. the the guards won't wear sleeves. So yeah, frostbite is a concern. But they deal with all kinds of injuries like that and just play through it. Like for Nick Allegretti. I bet you he knew immediately when that thing tore, and he knew. Yeah, yeah. I in the last line of defense. I can't be hurt. I have to play through this. It's just pain, and it kind of brings me back to uh, Ray Lewis, who had an interview with Colin Coward a couple years ago, and Colin Coward had a really cool question of like, "What's the most pain you've ever been in on the field?" And he said that he had a tendon ripped from the bone in his arm, and he basically had to play with one arm the rest of the way, and. He was big, just kept reiterating over and over again, it's just pain. I can play through it. It's not going to get any worse. It is just pain. And I'm sure Nick Allegretti's thinking that of, well, it's already torn, right? I, it's yeah. not going to be torn any worse than it is. So it's just pain tolerance for me. But I could not imagine lining up with a torn UCL or torn anything for that matter yeah. and then go, I have to block a 300-pound human for the next two and a half hours, two hours, I mean, it's and it's one way or another. About. They're trying to either get past you to get to your quarterback, or you got to bulldoze them because it's a running play. It's not like, and yeah, I guess maybe they don't necessarily run to his side every time, but it's not like wide receiver where you can, if you're not involved in the play, you just lollygag down the field and don't do anything. <laughs> Allegretti can't do that ever. Yeah, no, it is. It is such a a tough spot to deal with. You know, an injury like that. I. I haven't had a a similar like comparison. To that the only thing that came close, and why I think maybe he was able to outlast it, is just adrenaline. Like I, yeah. uh, I in baseball broke my wrist playing, and then just kept playing because the adrenaline was like flowing through me. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't until things died down that I was like, "Wow, my wrist is in a lot of pain." Like I mm-hmm. am in shearing pain. But for the first little bit, I was like, eh, "It's sore." I'm not, I feel right. like I, I feel like I just kind of landed on it wrong. And I, I'd imagine Nick Allegretti's like it doesn't feel too good. And then when the game slowed down a little well, bit, he's on the and side he's got to go into halftime though. He did yep. it in the second quarter. Yep. Uh, so he's got to sit around for the better part of 25 minutes with that throbbing pain in his elbow. And that's probably when they had to give him an injection or something like that mm-hmm. because I'd imagine once he sat down and the noise quieted a little bit, it was like, ooh, this is I can't even lift my arm, you know? Because we've seen and I think. 
all athletes, you know, what they play through. I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, swimming, Olympic sport, you know, pick what you got there. Playing through injury is really, really hard to do. Um, But we have seen, you know, with torn UCLs in baseball, like pitchers that double over in pain. I mean, go down to a knee when they know they've blown out their arm. And I know that football is different, and usually wrestlers and football players, I would say at times, can be much more tough uh, or tougher than a Major League Baseball pitcher. Depends. I'll, on say the- the, I'll say this, though, Jack. I've seen multiple times at WSU over the years where a pitcher will say that he's experiencing forearm tightness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. where the uh, the muscle will kind of seize around the injured part, and so you can, like Nolan Ryan blew out and he knew it and he walked off the field, but at WSU a couple of times guys will start flexing their fist, you know, and flexing their hand like, and they'll tell the trainer that it's forearm tightness. Well, that's just a a precautionary move by your muscles to protect the actual UCL, which has been torn. I pray and hope for Nick Allegretti that that's what it was with him, but I have a feeling it wasn't because, like I said, defensive lineman may be a little different than a, a pitcher throwing a breaking ball, and that's when it happens, and it's not, you know, the ultimate rip totally away from, you know, ripped in two or away from the bone or whatever it is. I'm just saying that it's that it's possible. Don't want to speculate, but it's possible that he knew he injured his elbow but didn't necessarily knew, knew that he blew out because it wasn't, you know, DEFCON 4. So I'm just speculating there. Yeah, and you also think about the position and, you know, how much you have to use your UCL. I remember Josh Allen, remember he had that partially torn UCL and it was on his – I think, oddly enough, it was like his left arm. I, I don't remember uh, exactly, but I remember at that point no, to pain. I think, I think was it, it his right? Don't, yeah. He did it against well, the Jets. Then if it was, you know, he was still able to play through it. Um, and I just have to wonder, you know, the pain tolerance when you're throwing something, because that's why, you know, with pitchers, you can't. You can't throw a yeah. ball when you have a torn UCL. I wonder if a lineman, you know, you're obviously using your arms and you're using, you know, the, the mobility and the flexibility with your upper arm and your elbow and stuff, you gotta you gotta be able to move it. And I almost just wonder if he had to go about it in a certain way of changing his technique a little bit. Uh, maybe when he told you know uh, the coaching staff, the training staff was like, "All right, we might need to you know when we're rolling out to pass, we can't really go to uh, the left side because that's where yeah. he's going to be. You kind of have to go away from him a little bit." But still, I mean, <laughs> talk about a badass! I I yeah. I know for a fact I could not play with a torn UCL and continuously block a 300-pound man, even if I was 300 pounds, for the better part of two hours. No doubt. All right, there it is. That is our Did You See That segment and further proof that football players are built different. Nick Allegretti did play at the University of Illinois for the fight in the Lion Eye. Redshirt his first season there. Afterwards, he'd play in 48 consecutive games. Was... Selected by the Chiefs in the seventh round, 2019 draft, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, played seven games as a rookie. Scored his first touchdown against the Steelers in 2022. And just recently got his third Super Bowl ring and started in the 
AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl after Joe Tooney got hurt winning both games. Nick Allegretti, did you see that? All right, coming up next, we need to check out the Twitter question. We'll check in on Wichita State down in Puerto Vallarta, Shocker Softball, putting their 2-0 record on the line against 8th-ranked Clemson as they do battle right now. We'll let you know who they're playing next and when. And also a little Shocker Baseball talk coming up at 1 o'clock. But up next, Twitter question, as it is Valentine's Day. Of course, we'll weave sports into that as well. That is coming up next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, visit Wichita and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest. It's tomorrow and Friday at the Garvey Center on the campus of Friends University. It's a two-day basketball showcase featuring four of the top high school programs in the country. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions. Four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Of course, Sunrise Christian Academy. Local favorite is one of the four teams participating in the event. Other highly competitive basketball teams include Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch from Utah. There'll be two evening games on both days starting tomorrow night and then Friday night as well. Adult single-day tickets are $10. Youth and student tickets are $7. Get your tickets today by going to visitwichita.com backslash get-tickets. That's visitwichita.com backslash get-tickets. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your body. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by Ab. Attention, interest rates for pool financing are finally going down. Make sure you check out Super Pools today at superpoolsusa.com. 
to see some of our outstanding work. Or you can check out our Google reviews as well. Super Pools, we dig fun. Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit farharoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at farharoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. This game just was the microcosm of our entire season. Man, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys, and I, it's such an honor to be on this team. Uh, I was there when Tom Brady said, I'm turning the keys over to you, and he did it right in our locker room. I knew if we got in the tournament, man, we were going to be a hard team to beat because I know the guys that we have and how hard we work. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. James Addiction. It's on the 2024 list of Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Will be voted upon by the Rock's, uh, the Rock Hall's body for induction, along with Ozzy Osbourne and others. We'll get to the others here in just a second. Find out who we think. Our Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. But first, ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Check out all your favorite markets and bets like in game wagering, cross sport parlays, teasers. And all the props you can handle, that's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. The Twitter question, and then we'll get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Twitter question is simply, who you got? Kevin Love, Darnell Valentine, Babe Ruth, Venus Williams. John chimes in and didn't miss, and he rarely does. Not pictured, former Cardinals quarterback Jim Hart, Pete Rose, Candy Maldonado. Nicely done, John. So far, Babe Ruth, 60%. Darnell Valentine, 32%. Kevin Love and Venus Williams getting 4% with a nod to February 14th when it comes to sporting people's names. All right, so we told you that uh, Ozzy Osbourne as an individual and Jane's Addiction as a band up for consideration of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2024. Those are the nominees. The, uh, in addition to that, well, first of all, Jack, I'll go down the list and you tell me if they are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthy. Start with Ozzy Osbourne, yes or no? No-brainer, yes. Yeah, for sure. How about Jane's Addiction? 
Mm. I'm surprised they're on the list, to be honest. Yeah. I, I like them as much as the next guy, but Hall of Fame? No, I think we got to be a little bit picky about Hall of Fame, so I'm going to say no. How about Oasis? The controversial hmm. band Oasis. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably... Idly no, just because I don't like Wonderwall. <laughs> well, and one of those guys, like, basically told the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to bleep off. Well, Liam Gallagher is the guy that said it. Yeah. He said, F the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, no skin off his back if they don't make it, although he hates his brother, too. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Um, we'll get to the, well... We'll hear a bump from, no, we won't, uh, Foreigner, yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, good, I agree. Uh, their original singer, Lou Graham, had previously said that a personal vendetta by the former Rock Hall chief was against Foreigner, but they'll get another chance, apparently. They're on the Hall list. Now, depending on what you... Determine Wonderwall is their only hit, Texter says. Eh, it's not entirely true, but I'm no Oasis fan either. It's uh, interesting how you define rock and roll because Mary J. Blige is on the list. What do you think? Interesting. That's for sure. But I feel like Mary J. Blige might be popular enough. How about Cher? Yeah. Out of the no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Matthews Band. I know your thoughts on him, but I feel like Dave Matthews <laughs> Band is popular enough. Oh, but that also might be my upbringing. Dave Matthews was really play, played a lot when I was growing up. Yeah, so he was. I'll I'll go yes. You know enough about Peter Frampton to weigh in on him? Um, I will just say no, he does not belong. But I do know Peter Frampton. Baby, I, I love your way, guy. Yeah, right? one I, of I, them. Hmm. I don't think I can put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so either. Uh, cool in the Gang. I love myself some Cool in the Gang, but d- does that really fit into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, Mary J. Blige doesn't either. That's true. So let's ignore that part of it. I I say yes. I'm gonna have to probably say yes as well. Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Sinead O'Connor. I'd have to say yes as well, right? Boy, I don't know. Uh, is it close? It might be close. Uh, I think it's semi-close. I think it's, mm, who is she close with? Um, who's more deserving? Sinead O'Connor or Peter Frampton? Who do you think is more recognizable to the world? I'd probably say Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. So I'd probably have to lean that way just because of popularity. Who's more popular, Sinead O'Connor or Cool in the Gang? I'd say Cool in the Gang, but there's also a lot of people that are probably like, you listen to one of their songs and you wouldn't know who it is. But then when you say Cool Cool in the Gang, gang, I disagree. Not everybody. I'm saying that, you know, they're a group that kind of fits, you know, back then, I would say they fell under the category of a lot of similar bands and artists. So, you know, if you had one song that sounded like, I don't know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, 
Oh yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's like, and you're saying nobody sounds like Sinead O'Connor. Yes, but yeah. I, I still think Cool and the Gang is more popular. So don't take it. Like I think Sinead O'Connor is more popular than Cool. And no, the Gang. I get it. I get it. Uh, Frampton's guitar work was amazing, according to a texture. Uh, Sade, you know her? Not well enough to put her in the Rock and Roll Hall smooth, of Fame. Smooth, smooth operator. It was pretty much her. Good song. Her gigantic hit. And. I got to admit, I'm not super familiar with these guys. Heard of them. A tribe called Quest. Yes. Oh, man. What? Their song, their big hit was Can I Kick It, right? I couldn't. I can't help you. I think. I'm not going to put them in there. I'm not going to put them in there. But I think that's their. Also, I think Check the Rhyme was their big hit. Uh, But. Yeah, I, I can't put them. I can't put them in there. To be eligible for nomination, an individual artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least twenty-five years prior to this year. None of the acts nominated for a potential twenty twenty-four induction have been added to the ballot in their first year of eligibility. The twenty twenty-four Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony will take place this fall at a still-to-be-determined date at the Rock Hall's home base, Cleveland, Ohio. Nominee ballots will be sent to an international voting body of more than a 1,000 artists, historians, and other members of the music industry. An artist's musical impact and influence on other artists, length and depth of career and body of work, as well as innovation and superiority in style and technique, are all taken into consideration by the voting body. So that's a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what it takes to either get nominated or inducted into the Hall of Fame. We talked about Ozzy Osbourne's already in as a member of Black Sabbath, but his solo efforts finally recognized to be deemed worthy of induction He's one of 10 first-time nominees on the ballot this year. His first solo album was Blizzard of Oz, released in 1980, making him eligible for induction since 2005. But this is his first time on the ballot as a solo artist. Armed with that information, it's highway robbery. that has, He hasn't been on the list until now. He's had a string of great solo albums so i won't necessarily use this as a banging of the drum for ozzy osbourne but for crying out loud he is rock and roll all right there you there you go there's that there's your twitter uh who you got today february 14th valentine's day kevin love darnell valentine babe ruth venus williams coming up next we've got some headlines for you And Shocker Baseball is opening up this weekend in Little Rock. And Shocker Softball opened up last weekend, but they are in for a gargantuan weekend down in Mexico. It's already underway, and they have completed their game with a nationally ranked softball team. We'll tell you who, what happened, and look ahead to hardball for Wichita State. Baseball and softball, look ahead, and some other headlines coming up next. 
Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.